Hello, everybody. Thank you for turning on this podcast called When I'm High. Uh, this is part two of Mindy's interview. Of course, if you haven't listened, you got to go back and check out part one. And so let's get into it. So you had mentioned a little bit ago talking um, with other people when you get high. And actually, this is something that I think I might add to my list of questions going forward, because um, I think that's not necessarily something you know that that wasn't something that I had thought about to ask before um what is what is your interaction like when you're talking to other people do you like it do you dislike it you know honestly these days I don't like it Mm -hmm. um I don't like being super high unless I'm around you know good friends or in an environment where I know we're gonna say you know watch a movie or just be hanging out at home like I don't like I'm not one of those people that likes to get high and like go out in the public necessarily Um, just because then I get really self-conscious about the fact that I'm high and kind that's when you start to spiral into like freak out zone and Um, get that paranoia yeah exactly Um, whereas like that never used to bother me so much when I was younger but like as I've gotten older it's more of like a when we're at home kind of thing I feel like or in a controlled environment kind of thing yeah um can you think of any times, uh, the answer is probably no, but can you think of any times when you were high and you were talking to uh, maybe like a stranger or something and it was actually pretty interesting and you didn't get that paranoia? Um, we can also just delete this question altogether. Yeah, I honestly can't. Not a stranger. There's only one time that I can sort of think of being with somebody who knew that I was high and we had just been talking about someone they had gone to school with that was kind of awkward and then saw them at a grocery store. Mm. And the person I was with went out of their way to like ask funny questions of this person because we had just been having this conversation and because I actually had taken an edible. So they knew that I was like at the at the moment starting to really get high Mm -hmm. um and then when we walked away i was like you bitch i'm so (laughs) high and they were like yeah i know they were just fucking with you yep pretty much um what is your experience of movies and tv shows when you get high you you touched on them a little bit before but now let's delve into it oh god i mean i've had episodes that i've had to stop because i couldn't breathe because i was laughing so hard in a good way yeah um in particular, I just I have one friend who loves Family Guy still um, and finds the best Family Guy clips. And I think I've actually played this clip for you guys, but um, there's a clip where they are doing a podcast and they're talking. Peter is talking about how many fourth graders could you take out if like relatively logically speaking like you had your wits about you and it's this ridiculous question and as most family guy clips are but it was pertaining to a conversation that my friend and I had been having previously in the day and so then he was like oh yeah I meant to show you this and like played it so like the recall of like the callback to the previous joke and then like the funniness of the clip heightened by the fact that we were both really high, I had to stop it because I, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. That tends to be my, my primary response, which is always the best, I think, even if you can't breathe. 
if it's for a good reason, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've definitely had a few moments in my life, mostly when I was younger, uh, a few moments where I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe or tears are, are flowing down or something. Um, so, uh, it, it's, you know, putting humor aside, I guess, um, what? How else is your experience of watching a movie or TV show different? Do you do you view it in a different way? Are there uh, movies that you've seen and that you know well, and then you watch high? And is it has it changed in any way, or do you do you view it in a different way? Not anymore. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Just because I also have come to terms with the idea that like not all great ideas when you have you have when you're high are great ideas. Right. Um. So I always like to write stuff down and then circle back on it later, but. No, I, I not really so much anymore. I feel like just the overall enjoyment or amusement is heightened when I watch anything, even if it's serious and it's not making me laugh till I cry. Like, I might notice a few things that I didn't notice before, but I, I just I'm so focused on what's happening that I'm just so in it that I really don't think of anything else. And so... Um, if anything, I think it helps me maybe focus a little bit better on what I what it is that I'm watching or listening to or wh- whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does increase the level of enjoyment, but I also know better than to like really. I don't know that I've really come up with any great insights while I'm high watching anything that I haven't had when I'm sober. If that makes sure. sense. So, so it sort of goes back to focus. You, you it sounds like you get a bit more focused yeah. on just the show or the movie itself. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we talked uh, about munchies before because you know right. y- you were dubbed Munchy Mindy. Um, <laughs> what about um, your experience of food when you get high? Has that changed? Or again, you know, because it's been so many years, it might not. Uh, these days, it might there might not be much of a difference. But maybe when you were younger, uh, did you view food or was your experience of the food different? No, that's a really good question because food just in general, I think, tastes better when you're high all the way around. I feel like um, whether it's just a quickie at Taco Bell, which I know we used to do like out of high school, like we would do that at the local Taco Bell really late that was by a friend's house. If we were high, we'd go over there and they'd be open and we'd go through the drive through and like with the popcorn that I talked about, like mm-hmm. it's the great, whatever you're eating just feels like, it tastes like the greatest food ever. And I, that's been sort of the problem with some of the edibles that I've had where I'll be like, oh, like there's a cookies and cream bar that I currently actually have in my fridge that's amazing, but is very high in THC. And I will forget that and get high and be like, oh my God, I want more, which is like the classic mistake because then, you know, you get more and then, yeah. But um, it just tastes really good. So I think that everything, that the taste is heightened for everything, even if it's something you didn't have a taste for, I find. Mm, Yeah. Um, It just, in general, makes everything a lot tastier. What you should do with that cookies and cream bar is you should take like a post-it note and (laughs) write on it something like, be careful or don't have too much. <laughs> well, I have to actually, they're like bite-sized, like wrapped. So I have to mm. physically go and like rip it open or cut it open to get into each bite, which is helpful as opposed to having like the whole candy bar, yeah, which I've had before, which I did eat like half of and then was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, 
nothing bad happened, obviously. Like, I had nothing to do that day. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to be really high for the next few hours, which is basically how it went. And yeah, not really that bad. But uh, but yeah, it just tasted even better than I was craving. So it was so hard to stop eating. And then I was like, well shit, now I have to stop eating because this is going to get me way more baked oh, than yeah. I originally was. Um, when you... Oh, actually, I was going to ask, um, do you know how many milligrams it was that you had? It would have been probably about 100 milligrams total for the bar. So what I had in that sitting... was like 50? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It was good, though. I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely depending on the person, that's either going to be a normal, a good amount or way too much or not a lot. I mean, who knows? I mean, I think I took a nap shortly after. So, you know, yeah, but it was a tasty dream filled nap. So nice. Yeah. And and then also with food, uh, do you feel like you scarf your food down or do you slow down and enjoy it more? Oh, no, it's it's great to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to Savor enjoy it. it. Oh yeah, yeah. Except for the popcorn that time, like I said, we were kind of <laughs> right. wolfing. But um, <laughs> but it's tiny. It's tiny food, so it goes down easy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I like to savor it for sure. Yeah. That's good. It because it, it is very easy to just scarf it down and and munch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh, we're gonna move on to uh, one of my new questions, which yeah. is. Are you aware of how your dreams are affected when you get high? You know, I'm not, which is weird because you would think that that would be something I would really pay attention to just because I'm into that kind of thing. But no, I'm actually really not, which I never I think because I'll have an edible that, you know, helps me sleep or, you know, whatever. And then I just get comfy and fall asleep and forget to pay attention, to be perfectly honest. Just because, like, I'm thinking about even last night, we had the power go out, and I was stuck on my couch, and there was a nice breeze coming in, so, like, I was kind of comfortable, but, like, it's not as supportive as, you know, my memory foam bed, and then finally the power came back on at, like, two in the morning, and I was able to get all my stuff together and get everything situated and, like, did actually have an edible to help me sleep, but then, yeah, just got really cozy in bed and was like, oh, yay, and like fell asleep and didn't really pay much attention otherwise. So I should pay attention. I, I don't know that it, I'm sure it affects my dreams in some way, but I have not paid attention as to how. Huh. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to be affected differently anyway. But, um, you know, just the way that people sleep, I've heard some people say that it they sleep better. I've heard people say that they don't sleep as well. I've heard people say that they dream more or they dream less. So, you know, I just I, I find it interesting if people are aware. Um, have you noticed your sleep being changed at all when you're when you're high when you go to sleep? I definitely fall asleep a lot easier. Okay. I know yesterday, like as an example, you know, all I have hue lights in my apartment, so when the electric came back on, like all of the lights in my apartment came back on like at once at like 2 a.m. and it scared the crap out of me. And so then I was like, okay, great. Like now I've got everything all situated. I'm not going to be able to fall back asleep. And then I that's one of the reasons why I had this edible and I was reading for a little bit and then I just got cozy and got ready for sleep and like didn't think much of it was just like, oh, yay. And like then fell back asleep within like an hour. Um, Not even so. Nice. It definitely helps me sleep better, and I 
stayed asleep like until I woke up in the morning. But I don't really think about it in terms of like the dreams I have or anything like that. But I know that and it definitely helps again with like muscle pain and stuff like that. If you sleep weird or you get a weird muscle stiffness like while you're sleeping, it definitely helps. Yeah. Like, you know, you can get comfortable easier and stuff like that. So so probably good um, if, if people do have those issues, maybe take something that's like a high CBD to get rid of some of that muscle pain. Oh, yeah. To help you sleep. For sure. I would definitely recommend that. Um, this is another one of my new questions. What about um, your spirituality? Um, if you are a spiritual person, has cannabis affected how you view that world at all? Not really, though. I've heard because I do tend to like to, you know, play with tarot cards or, or stuff like that. And I don't say that I'm any good at it or whatever. But like, I've also heard that like, you're not supposed to play with stuff like that when you're under any sort of influence but in terms of overall spirituality i i don't if anything it's made me maybe think about some of that stuff a little bit more while i'm high just in the usual like stonerific kind of way Mm -hmm. but um it hasn't affected my spirituality at all in any way in terms of greater or less than or anything like that right Are, are there any specific things that you can think of that you do think about in terms of spirituality huh I don't know. That's a really good question. It's always hard to come up with these things on the spot. Yeah. I would hate to be in your shoes when I ask (laughs) some of these questions. I know that I I could probably get freaked out a lot easier when I'm high, I feel like. Hmm. Um, So if I start thinking about like good and evil and spirituality and all that, I think I can probably creep myself out a lot quicker if I'm high, which I try not to do specifically because of that reason. But other than that, no, I don't really have any huge, huge things that that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, that's cool. That's a a tough question, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, it's it's something that I'm experimenting with sort of how to ask it and, you know, see what people say. Because everybody's, you know, some people are spiritual, some people are not spiritual. Some people only think about those things when they're high. Some people um, think about them all the time. So, yeah, who knows? But it is something I think that a lot of people probably do think about on some level uh whether they're conscious of it or not maybe i don't know yeah probably now i'm gonna be thinking about it yeah yeah. (laughs) going forward that's uh that's part of the goal of this is to you know actually get people to think about these things going forward so uh do you consider yourself um, a pot nerd or a pot connoisseur not really Okay. No, although I, f- I do feel like I know a lot more than I did, like sure. 10, even ten years ago. But yeah, no, I'm no, con- I'm no connoisseur by any stretch. It definitely sounds like you know more than the average person, just almost because you've had to learn that stuff. I have some friends that are, and again, I'm refraining from saying names just in case. But I have one friend in general that is, I think, I would argue whether he considers himself or not a con- to be a connoisseur. He definitely is one. Um, and so I do have input from people that kind of like say like, oh, well, you should try X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like, so I do have input from folks that who are more knowledgeable in that arena, yeah. which I think is helpful. But all my knowledge is, is learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just like all knowledge, you have to learn it yeah, at some point. Yeah, I guess point. that's a good point. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Um, but in sort of that same realm, um, you, you mentioned sativa before. What What's sort of your preference? Sativa, indica, do you like to switch it up? I like to switch it up because it depends on the situation. For me, um, there are times where I might be too hepped up for whatever reason, and a sativa would just push me over the edge and in, right into paranoid bill. Mm. Um there are other times where indica might be what is going to put me to sleep so i really don't need that so it kind of just depends on what i'm feeling but a good mix is always kind of a you can't go wrong i feel like so that's a good standby like a good one-to-one um but it really just kind of depends on the moment honestly i i use both for various different reasons so yeah um maybe not always at the same time but you never know sure and in terms of paranoia um, where do you think that comes from for you specifically? I don't know because I've been really careful to avoid it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. I know that if I'm having a day where I am in general, maybe I, sometimes coffee is a, a wonderful thing and sometimes it's not for me. Like sometimes it sends me right into anxiety city. Um, so there are times where I'll know that like a sativa or anything, or even sometimes pot in general, I'll be kind of wary of just because I'll know that it will push me right into like obsessive paranoia anxiety mode if I'm already kind of there and then I have something else that just heightens that, it's going to just push me over the edge. So I'll like kind of steer away from it, Hmm. but it kind of depends on what's going on. But usually if like if I'm having a day that's anxiety ridden, like high anxiety ridden anyway, I might I definitely won't be down for a sativa and I might not even be up for an indica. I might just be like, you know what? I'm going to forego those things for right now. But it kind of depends. So you feel like if you are already having a high anxiety day, it might not be a good idea to have any weed sometimes because it might make it worse. Yeah, sometimes. Although like unless I have something like I said like that white harmony that I know tends to kind of chill everything out, then I, I just know from example that like that's what that effect has on me and it might not be that bad of an idea. But like there are times where for sure I know that I'm just really anxious or having an anxious day. And I just don't think that heightened level of focus or heightened level of anything really is right. a good choice for that moment. So I'll stay away. And, and I think it takes some experimentation with uh, with different types of people and different types of strains to to sort of figure out, well, what, what is going to work for me and, and how is this going to do? So, you know, sometimes you got to do some trial and error to, yeah. to figure figure that out. Yeah. And I have an issue with anxiety anyway, so I'm well aware of when I've kind of reached that limit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know when to back off or what is good or isn't good or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, so this one is somewhat related to spirituality. Um, how do you think, if at all, has your view of the world changed uh, since you started uh, smoking pot when you were younger? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I don't know that like marijuana has necessarily changed my view, but I tend to be sort of, I don't want to say an empath like psychically, but like I'm... I have empathy for people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like pot does heighten that. Like, I know that if I'm watching something, I know that, like, you know, on our hor- on our podcast, we talk a lot about horror movies. And if 
there's an animal involved and it comes to harm. That's like a deal breaker. And I know that like if I'm high, a lot of times like if there's like those poor, sad animals in cages with like that Sarah McLaughlin song playing like that commercial comes on like I can't deal because I will just start weeping and give all my money to like the charity and that will be that and um I have a rescue animal that lives with me that needs all the care he can get so uh (laughs) he might get kind of pissed at me uh dishing out you know care to tons of other animals while he's still here and what very much alive and and you know in need of medical care and whatever but um yeah, I know, like, I feel like it does heighten my empathy quite a bit towards other people and especially animals and anything that might be a trigger for me to, like, feel like, oh, like, kind of soft inside towards. So um, I be- I'm careful of that depending on the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. But that's that's one thing that I've noticed is that I, I so I guess, like, in terms of the overall world, like, I'm much more empathetic, I think, when I'm high. Right. Just than maybe the normal but and, yeah, m- yeah more than you are normally and then maybe more than other people anyway yeah I mean, yeah quite possibly yeah and then this is sort of another sort of difficult question that may be semi-related to that one which is how do you think cannabis has affected your sober life so not necessarily huh. your view of the world per se but like yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know if I can say it a, a, a better way. It's it's um, when you are sober, like let's say for instance at work, because you don't get high when you're at work. Right. Um, do you think about work? Do you do you do things differently because you are aware of what it feels like to be high? I think that I'm less judgmental. I don't think mm. that I do things differently because of being high, but I know that I'm way more. Not, I don't know that I, I don't really have a frame of reference for how I felt prior to ever trying like smoking pot, but like in terms of people who have addictions or like issues with addiction that get problematic for them, I feel like I'm, but I don't, and I don't know if this is because of pot or not. I feel like I'm a lot more able to understand in a broader sense, how that could happen. Again, coming back to empathy, I guess, like I feel like maybe I'm more empathetic just because, but I don't know if that necessarily has to do with pot. I don't know. I don't know that pot necessarily has any effect sober when I'm sober on how I think of certain, I, I, no, I take that back, except for the idea that like we've been talking all along about like, oh, pot's a gateway drug. Right. Like that phrase was sort of beat into us as a kid. And I think maybe knowing that that's not, at least for me, the case, because it did not gateway into like heroin use or coke use or anything yeah, else yeah. like that. Um, I maybe think now that it's more understandable to me how people could get into some sort of like painkiller addiction. Like I, I think... Oh, that's a bad example because I feel like I'm equating the two and I'm not. Right, right. But I just feel like I have a better sense of empathy of like, I guess just understanding too that like not everything is what it seems. I don't think that mm. pot is like before I, I tried pot, maybe I, I think when I was younger, you know, again, because the certain image is sort of beat into you as a young person, or at least it was when we were younger, that like you sort of have this idea about like all quote-unquote drugs with like a blanket across all of 
Yeah. The different kinds. And I definitely don't see it that way now. Like, I definitely don't put pot in the same category as I would put, like, cocaine or heroin or even LSD. Like, I feel like those are a different, that's a different tier or something to that. That's a different level, I guess. Yeah. Than marijuana. And that's changed for sure. The, um, I can't think of what it's called right now, but the the government, uh, FDA, the way that it views drugs, I mean, they definitely are leveled out that way, but it definitely is not accurate based on all of the scientific and anecdotal evidence that we have. Um, yeah, it's it it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But and no. yeah, they, you're right. They they are different. And I definitely feel that if. If alcohol is legal for people technically who are years 21 and older, then I think pot should be too. Because I think they're kind of on the same spectrum in terms of like Mm. what they can do for or to society. Um, If you had to choose between uh, cannabis and alcohol, which would you choose? Probably cannabis just because you want to eat, you want to do stuff you want to watch stuff you want to be involved but you also don't want to like run out and be loud and obnoxious and a freak and and you know beat people up and you're a lot more chill and so i think yeah i think cannabis for sure yeah i would agree with that statement (laughs) so this is a um, very much to your own interpretation, but how much would you say weed is a part of your life? Um, I mean, I don't spend waking hours like wondering how I'm going to get it or save money for it or or anything like that. Um, I know I have some friends that like peruse the dispensary menu that they have and and look at what's available and will even comment to me about like, oh, I saw that your dispensary is carrying this. You should know that this is good for X, Y, and Z or whatever. Um, I'm not that into it. I'm kind of just like, oh, I have like if I don't have anything around or if I realize I need a certain kind or I'll be like, oh, I should see what the dispensary has to offer. Like it's really not like an obsessive need. Whereas like I, I have some friends who are obsessively like kind of look to see what's offered and see what they can add to their arsenal and have see what they can have on hand and that's not me really mm-hmm. like I've always especially since like medical marijuana has become a reality I've always had stuff around that is helpful for my use if need be and then I'm always like well I can always go get some if I don't have anything so it's not anything that I spend a lot of time like obsessing over so it's not a huge part of my day-to-day necessarily mm-hmm if you had to put a percentage on it, what what percentage would you give it? Like 20 to 30, maybe, depending. Okay. Yeah. And that's um, even including like uh, uh, how it help, has helped you medically with like muscle pain and nausea and things like that? Yeah, because like I said, I think I've just always kind of rely on the idea that I have stuff on hand. And if I don't, I can get something easily, which is probably Mm. a spoiled view now that like (laughs) (laughs) I've had this access and now it's legal in Illinois and whatever. But um, but yeah, I, I don't think about it as much as I used to. I feel like I used to be more concerned about like running out of weed, whereas now I don't really ever worry about it just because I know I can get more and it's not an immediate concern. Whereas before I know that it it was. So, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in those terms just because it is more available that 
you don't have to think about those things of like, right. where am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? I have to make sure, you know, I have to plan ahead or whatever. You don't necessarily have to do that. Um, it's sort of similar to uh, this statistic that I heard this morning on some podcast, which was the the thought is um, a- as life expectancy goes up, you think that population goes up as well. Right? But it's actually the opposite, which is because, you know, in times or areas where life expectancy is low, you know, many, many years ago, let's say, um, when we didn't have all the medical stuff to keep us healthy, uh, we would die earlier. So, you know, they would have a lot of kids to make sure that your gene pool lived on. But then as life expectancy goes up, you don't need to have as many kids. So the actually the population actually levels out. So I don't know if that made sense to you. But in my brain, it made sense that the availability of it actually makes you focus on it less about where to get it and when to get it and all that. No, I think that's totally true. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for validating my thoughts. <laughs> no, it's, it is true because I, I barely think about it anymore. But that's because I can run to the store and get some if I need to. Right, right. That's so, cool. Yeah. Uh, very lucky as well. Since right. Since it's not uh, all over the place. Um, do you think that your view of cannabis itself has changed over the years? Um, I think maybe slightly only because it is... This, the stigmatism is going down mm-hmm. um, with it becoming more legal. I do feel like there was a part of me before that obviously wouldn't talk about it as freely yeah. just because like it wasn't something that was used as freely, especially for pain relief or anything like that. Whereas now that's kind of the conversation at hand. So maybe in that regards, but in terms of like the effects it has on me and everything, no, not really. Okay. But, I think overall, though, speaking about, especially being more public about it, that's definitely obviously changed. Yeah, for sure. That's been a huge change in in many states with a lot of people. Um, and, and also just the, the world in general, just the conversation about it, whether or not you're using it or not, the conversation has definitely changed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... What do you think your future with cannabis will be like when you look into your, you know, middle age, old age? Oh, I think I'll still be using it for sure. I mean, whether or not I'll necessarily be using vapes or whatever, Mm. that might change depending on how the delivery method is improved or not or whatever. But I definitely don't see any change in the near future or not using it in my future. Like, I think that that'll definitely continue. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what sort of technology they'll come up in like 40 years. Right? I know. It'll be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, I'm just trying to think. You, you, you can already take it in like any form you can even think of right now from, you know, pill to smoke it to eat it, whatever. Um, yeah. It's like the next thing is in like injected or something. I know. I haven't even asked my friend how he figured out how to refill cartridges. I haven't even gotten that far, but I'm like, I already know that's way too complicated for me. <laughs> like, I'm just happy to go to the dispensary and be like that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you make it for me. I will give you money. Exactly. So you can do it. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, before I ask my last question, are there any, uh, sort of last thoughts, any things that we didn't get to that you, you want to talk about? I don't think so, other than I just really wish that, like, this whole stigmatism had happened, had been lifted somewhat sooner. Because I do think that there are people that could benefit that don't even think. I mean, I have an aunt and uncle that are very conservative, and they 
talked this Christmas about how they're giving their their dog CBD mm. because she has really bad arthritis. And they were like, she performs so much better, like after we've been giving this to her and she's doing so much better. And I don't think that would have even been a conversation that they would have had like 10 years ago, even. No. Um, so that's really interesting to me. And I just kind of wish that it could have come across sooner. But uh, hey, the dog in question is doing awesome. And she's she is getting she's way more active and she's an older girl and. She's my buddy, <laughs> and she still lets me chase her around, even though she's got arthritis. So, yeah, it seems to be working for animals and for people. So, whatever works. Um, and then my final uh, specific question is just, uh, what do you want to say to Pot? You know, it, <laughs> one way to look at it is if you were never going to see it again, what would you want it to know? Uh, how helpful it's been and how... How I, I really worry that I could have possibly been one of those people that got addicted to other painkillers or other avenues of of relief, you know, had it not been for the existence of marijuana and how much I think that that was a so, much safer route and more effective route ultimately because you can't really live. I mean, you can't take opi- opioid painkillers for the rest of your life. I mean, you can, but... That's only going to lead to trouble eventually. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that a lot of people want. Whereas, like, I feel like with marijuana, I've never had a situation where I felt, quote unquote, addicted to marijuana, where I've been like, oh, I'm jonesing to get high. You know, like, it's like, oh, like, I have really bad neck pain and Advil hasn't killed it all day. And I know that I have a strain in my drawer that's going to help with that after I saw off work later. But it's not like a, oh my God, I'm going to like, go into like you know shock and start getting the shakes if I don't get to smoke pot you know something like that um which sadly for a lot of people that's what like who have conditions that could have like been treated I think easily with pot kind of fall into because they usually get prescribed things like you know like you had mentioned like opioids or narcotics or whatever and it just leads to a bad place because you're not ultimately dealing with the cause of the pain where I do think that marijuana is a good help a good aid to help you deal with like the cause of what's bothering you because I know that like for my specifically neck and shoulder pain there's nothing I love to do more than stretch Mm. after I'm high which ultimately helps you yeah and you know helps you helps that condition get better um whereas if i'm on you know if i'm taking narcotics or whatever that's not probably gonna be the same reaction it's probably just gonna like lull me to sleep and then that's that Mm -hmm. so i do think that marijuana i think is is so helpful in that regard is that it helps kind of expose the issue but also kind of a possible solution that doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with pot half the time which is really interesting yeah. Well, those are all my questions. I very grateful for your time for, for doing this. Um, uh, I'll say it again. Uh, Mindy's podcast is Horse Talk Horror. I think I have mentioned it at least once or twice on this podcast <laughs> before, uh, just because I am connected to it. Uh, any, any last words? I think I already asked that before, but... Um, what you got to say. Thank you for having me. And thank you for kind of getting this word out because I think it's, it's becoming slow, but sure. Like you said, a little bit more and more of 
I don't want to say commonplace, but it's it's something that more and more people that wouldn't necessarily think about pot as the answer to what's ailing them, it's becoming more and more the answer. So that's a good thing because cutting down all the negative that could be the replacement. So thanks for getting the word out there, Spencer. It is my duty in life. Ha ha, I said duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> duty. Um, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to sign off. We are done here. Thank you, all of you, to, to listening. Um, as usual, of course, I have to say, please rate and review. Uh, let's, let's get this podcast up in the charts. Let's get more people to uh, hear what real people have to say about what it's like to be high. Um, and uh, share and subscribe. And if you want to throw a few bucks my way, because I do have to pay for, you know, hosting services and it takes a lot of time to edit and record and all those things, I would appreciate that. But I understand that, you know, times are tight, so maybe you can't do that. Um, But uh, yeah, I want to thank you all for listening. And um, until next time, uh, this is Spencer and Mindy and maybe some other person next time talking about uh, cannabis and what it's like to be high. Thank you.